Because I look cuter on the internet You know that I look cuter on your phone But still I'll date you so I feel less alone But please don't try to bring me home No, no, with your host Traps Love and Ariel This is I look cuter on the internet this is I Look Cuter on the Internet, Episode 9. Oh, are we recording? Oh, yeah. We've been recording. <laughs> okay. I'm Travis well, Love. I... Oh, Ariel Apathetic. Uh-huh. Um, <coughs> so I'm sick. Yeah. What's the matter, sicky? Um... What is the matter? I woke up. I, 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 uh, it was the, it's the changing weather. I don't even think it's allergies. Oh, I got you. I feel like that. The other day was so beautiful and it was like so warm and so sunny and amazing. And I was in such a good mood. And then it's been raining ever since. And normally I like the rain, but it's just like, it's like my seasonal depression left and then just came back like, it's me again. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'll just stay in the house because it's too gross to do anything. But I've had that taste of freedom. And, yeah. So I'm not sick. I'm just sick in the head now. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Except I worked all day yesterday, so I was glad it was raining. So I couldn't have, I wasn't like, oh, fuck this. True. I mean, like, yesterday, um, we took care of, like, adult stuff here. Like, um, we got, like, an exterminator in, and me and Roddy figured out how to fix our own toilet. And, you know, I, like, made dinner and everything. So, for most of the day, I didn't have to be outside. It was really nice listening to, like, that horrible, crazy amount of rain outside, like, right outside my window. And then I went out in the evening when it was, like, nicer. Like, Davion came over, and we went, we got, like, a drink, and we shared a creme brulee, and it was nice. Look at your bugs. You've always had the ugliest bugs. What are they doing? Sell each other houses? <laughs> yeah. So, so today, you had... Oh, you go ahead. Wait, no, what are you going to say? No, you go first. Okay, no, I was just going to say you had an impromptu date, right? Yes, so... Um, this is, yeah, I want to talk about your dates too, and I don't know if they'll fit the theme at all, but my date fits the theme, so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first then, and you can leave in. Okay. Okay, so, so I had a date on Friday, and it went really well, so, um, basically, matched with this guy on Tinder, and I was talking to him for like, I don't know, like two weeks or something, just like... You know, just on Tinder, and then we add each other on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. But, like, we didn't really talk about meeting up or anything. Not at first. So, he he messaged me asking me if I wanted to do out on Friday, and I said yes. And it started out really good because he, he asked me out and then asked me what part of town I live in. And I told him. And then he kind of disappeared okay. for, like, a day. What? I said, okay. Yeah, so he kind of disappeared for a day. And then he comes back and he's like, 
Okay, so I've been looking up cool places in your neighborhood, and have you ever been to this restaurant? And I was like, oh, no. And he was like, okay, so we'll go there, we'll get a drink, and we'll get something to eat, and then we'll take a walk in the park. Because it was like 80 degrees on Friday. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I love when they actually, like, plan out what they want to do. Instead of just be like, oh, whatever you want to do. Or like, do you know any good places in your neighborhood? You know? Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, just do some do some work. Like, even um the Kinetic Chess guy, I'm pretty sure he asked me, yeah, no, he asked me where I wanted to go or, like, what bars that I liked. And I'm like, you live down the street from me, okay? Like, you can tell me some places around here. Like, figure it out. So, anyway, this guy looked up places in the neighborhood and picked a place. And then he goes, do you have any dietary restrictions? Aw. Oh, like, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's not going to order a big pile of mac and cheese or a a mountain of mozzarella sticks for us. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to have that awkward situation where we get cheese drizzled things. So I was like, I can't have milk. And he was like, okay, perfect. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) So, which he remembered when I got there, he was like, so nothing with cheese, right? And I was like, ooh. <laughs> so. Take me now. Was like, yeah. yeah, basically. Ooh, not, I don't have any cheese in my system. You can. But, <laughs> <laughs> so I get to the place and like, I looked cute. So um, I get there and he was like even cuter in person than he was in the pictures. And I was like, oh, okay. Because he has, like, beautiful eyes. And they were, like, taking up half his face. And I was like, oh, my God. Was he an alien? (laughs) (laughs) So, so we, like, we kind of, like, you know, we sat there. We got our drinks. So we were just, like, talking. And he does um, lighting for, like, um, a theater. And he's, like, really into it. So it was, like, really cool because he's, like, you know, talking about that. And he was also, when I showed up, he was doing work on, like, a notepad. And I was, uh-huh. like, oh, I like that. Like, he got there 10 minutes before me and he was, like, doing work, you know. He was taking care of shit. And I was, like, oh. So, yeah. So we were having a nice time, having a good conversation. And I had to slip in some of my fucked up humor. Like, what did he say? He was telling, we were talking about how you could apparently buy turtles in Chinatown. And he was like, oh, um, you can, what did he say? He said that, like, in Florida, red-eared sliders aren't allowed because they're not native and they attack the yellow-eared sliders. And he was like, yeah, um, they'll, they'll kill them and they'll rape them and stuff. And I was like, ooh, in that order? <laughs> 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 it was like what I was like yeah get it next to the acting turtles <laughs> oh my god and he went with it and, he, and I was like oh my god good like he was like five minutes so we kept so, like we literally we had a conversation where we were talking about how cute swabs were and then it turned into like a sloth delivery service but they would die in the crates before they got places, so we would just hand dead swabs to people. Like we we delivered. Oh my God, <laughs> we were getting into some dark places. Yeah, so we were getting into dark places, and I was like, "Yes, this is perfect." You know, like, they got to have like a similar enough um, saber. And I also told him the story about. Um, do you remember when I worked at Build a Bear and I was having a bad day? So you showed up with like. So, for, for listeners, Travis was a taxi driver, and 
I was like, I'm having a really bad day. I'm in such a bad mood. So show up with a car full of Australian people. <laughs> I was like, are you having a bad day? And in my mind, Travis kidnapped a bunch of Australian people to cheer me up. So I did. I told <laughs> good. I told him that story, and I was like, yeah, so uh, my best friend, like, you know, one time brought me a bunch of Australian people, same thing, it's a bunch of dead slobs, yeah. So, anyway, so we're having a good conversation, everything, so then we, um, and he he paid for everything at the tapas place, which was um, also, like, cash only and stuff, and he, like, paid, and I did, I was like, did you want me to, you know, because it was cash only, I didn't know if you had enough cash. And he was like, no, I got it. So I was like, okay, cool, good, you know. So you, there's always that moment where you're like, are they going to pay for it? You know, so he paid. So then we leave, and we walk to the park. And um, as we were walking, this woman stops us, and she's just like, wait, stop. Um, she's like, I run a street-style blog, you know, meaning like her Instagram. But she's like, I run a street-style blog um, that's all people in my neighborhood. She's like, and I saw you guys all the way down the street, and I, like, can I please take your picture? So we're like, sure. <laughs> so it was funny because we're, like, standing next to each other, and there's two pictures. And in the first picture, like, you can just see that we look kind of awkward because we're standing next to each other because we don't know each other. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I want to get, she's like, I'm doing a close-up. Get close to each other. So we're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, come on, just push it there. So he, like, puts his arm around me, and I, like, put my hand on his chest. And we're just like, it's like a first date. It's been, like, an hour. <laughs> you know, like, it hasn't been long enough. So we're just like, oh, my God. So we're posing for basically, like, couples pictures from some woman on the street. Amazing. <laughs> Oh my god, she put up the pictures the next day and it was all like hashtag couples goals and couples and, and I was just like, Oh my god, we don't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, um uh what was I saying? Oh, and he actually skinny head the next day we were talking about it, he was gonna like message her and be like, It was our first date, can you send us the rest of the pictures? So, um anyway, we kept walking and we got to the park and like there's a spot where you can basically like uh look and you can like see over the city. Uh huh. So it's like a it's a really beautiful view. So we're like talking, and then he he was he came over and kissed me, and it was really pretty because it's like it was a beautiful day. We're in the park. We just walked through all the flowers, and now there's the view of the city behind us. <laughs> and he kissed me, and then he was like, "Oh, something about like I believe in like opportunities and moments and stuff," and that just seemed like a perfect one and I was like don't apologize to me I, I was like I planned all of this uh, no I was like why do you think I brought you here I orchestrated everything I hired that lady <laughs> <laughs> I was like we're, we're going according to plan like Jack <laughs> so um, so we left there and we like walked around the park and we were like finding new different things really like, joking around everything was going really well and then we left the park and we sat on a park bench and uh we watched the sunset and it was like really pretty because we were like talking about like finding beauty in everyday things and it was just like really nice conversation so then 
I was like, do you want it? Because at this point, it's like, because we met at four, which I also like, it was like a nice early type of, you know, date. It wasn't like, okay, I'll see you at eight. Like, he, you know, it was nice. We thought we met at four. So by this time, it's only like 8.30 or so, or like 8.30, 9 o'clock, something. And um, whatever the sun sets. <laughs> oh, we also, there was like, there's like a roundabout where we were sitting and, there were these two people driving this car around and they kept going in circles and then switching who was driving. So we were like, what are they doing? We're like, are they trying <laughs> to learn how to drive? And then we just decided to stare at them and make eye contact with the drivers while they tried to learn how to drive. <laughs> 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 to make it as awkward as possible, we were just like, yeah, what are you doing? Don't fuck up. So, so anyway, so then I was like, do you want to get a drink? And then he was like, a little strapped for cash because he was waiting for a check to come in and it hadn't come in that day. So I was like, I'll buy you a drink. Oh, man. I know. And then he was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, shoddy. I'm going to buy you a drink. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually bought him a drink. So I took him. So we go to this bar and I walk in and the bartender looks at me and I look at her and we just were like, mm. and then the guy goes, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So he gets up and he goes to the bathroom and the bartender quick runs over to me and I lean over and I, like, I lean over the bar and I'm just like, okay, so I'm on another first date. My God. <laughs> it's the same place I took Kinetic Chest. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, okay, I thought that was a different guy from last time, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't want to blow up your spot. She's like, I didn't know if I should act like I know you or not. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> so she's like, I didn't know whether I should act like I know you. She's like, what's going on? She's like, what happened to that last guy? So I told her a little bit about why it didn't work out with Kinetic Chest. So then she was like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. And I was like, what's going on with you? And so, like, I'm leaned over the bar. And, like, I'm quick catching up with her. And then we're, like, you know, talking about dating in New York. And then it occur it occurs to me after that, like, directly from across from where I'm sitting is the bathroom. <laughs> so he's on the other side of the bar. And he, de like, he was gone long enough that he was probably waiting on the line. So he probably at any point could have turned his head and seen me throw myself over the bar to quickly <laughs> to the bartender <laughs> <Just be> like, <laughs> and then he comes back and I just I'm sitting normal I'm like mm, I'm gonna go into the just order me the, the lemon prosecco thing and <laughs> as if I didn't know what the bartender <laughs> like so yeah so um so yeah, then it was cool because um, he came back and we were talking about music and stuff. We were talking about concerts because he's actually also, I don't know if I mentioned this, he's from, um, here, bleep this. Oh. Yeah, so he's actually not far away from where we are. He went to school in Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's actually, he's only been in the city for a year. He's actually right from where we're from. That's fun. That's a lot of bleeping. But um, yeah, so he's actually, we have mutual friends, like... So that was cool, too. So we were, like, talking about stuff. And then we were talking about how we thought we were going to concerts when we moved here. And I was like, oh, you know, blah, blah. And I said something about how I've gone to three Ludo concerts. And he was like, what? You know Ludo? You like Ludo? And I was like, you like Ludo? Oh, man. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? I was like, nobody, nobody either, like, 
they either don't know who that is or they they're just like yeah they're all right nobody's like yeah i love them i'm gonna see them three times and he was like oh shit and he was like oh my god i love them and he started like telling me stories about different times that like he's been playing ludo and people have been like turn that off and like stuff and i was like are we bonding right now and he's like yeah so that was cool oh yeah, it was really cool. So then he walked me home and kissed me goodnight and was like, I want to see you again. And I was like, yeah. And then I don't think I sent you, but like I texted him as soon as I got in just to be like, I had a nice time. Let me know that you got home safe. And he was and he sent me like a really sweet message about like how my kiss put like a dumb smile on his face his whole way home. And I was like, oh, and uh, then I did not play it cool at all. And usually I don't think I've talked about it on here. I might have how my my friends have like yelled at me before for being like you know like put some indication that you're interested and i did not play it cool i very unarielish messaged him just being like you made me nervous you're so cute <laughs> like, wow my god i did not play it cool. no i messaged him literally because he was like blah blah and i was like well, you made me so nervous i hope it didn't come off awkward and weird he was like i made you nervous and i was like and he was like no you and i was like no you and then literally did not there was no woman of mystery what is she thinking i was literally just like ah wow yeah, so. that's so different for you I know it was very weird. So my only issue is that I don't think he's been single very long. Like he definitely hasn't been single very long. So yeah, I was just looking at probably, his IG. Yeah, like like if you look at those, like he doesn't put up enough pictures. So it's like the very top pictures, like him and his girlfriend. But like he, they moved out. Like he moved out. He was living with her very fucking recently. So. That's probably not going to happen. Oh, I also needed to mention the fact that I was like, at some point, I was like talking about how I've had a hole in my ceiling for a year. And he was like, what? I'm really handy. I can come fix that for you. And I was done right there. Uh. <laughs> and then he, he was telling me how his dad taught him so much about building and stuff that he could probably like build a house. And I was like, I'm ready to get married. <laughs> like, I was like, he's cute and he can do shit. <laughs> I'm done. But yeah, so after telling that entire story, just know that it probably will not work out because he has not been single very long. So it well, was very nice. It sounded nice. It was very nice. I'm still like still been talking to him. That's good. Yeah, we still been messaging and we're like saying that we want to go out again. He was like um, looking forward to seeing you again and blah, 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 blah. So hopefully we go out again, but I'm not keeping my hopes up super high <laughs> because I think he's probably not. I don't know. I mean, everybody's different, so he could be moved on, but I definitely wasn't moved on right away. And I did start dating within the first month of Britney. I was going on dates while my ex-boyfriend was still living with me. So like... That doesn't mean that you're necessarily ready to get into a relationship. No, just, absolutely just, not. Yeah. So probably won't work out because of that. Which, but that super smoothly transitions. Yeah. Um because I'm emotionally unavailable and I guess and I, I I actually oh god, there's so much I wanna say. I'm gonna just like breeze through this and maybe we can touch on it later because it's kind of not on topic, but basically 
I've I've found that since I broke up with my ex and we're not you know we're not talking anymore and etc. You know everyone knows that from the last episode um from the drunk episode um I'm so much better off and I'm so much happier and I feel like I'm in this worlds different worlds of difference in a better place like I'm just like I'm living my truth I'm I'm making this incredible music I made an album that you all know is coming out on the first it's I'm in a really good place but I'm emotionally unavailable I'm not ready to move on uh, I mean I'm, I'm ready to move on I'm not ready to be in a relationship with anyone um but I've been working hard on myself and I'm really enjoying being single and I'm really enjoying that aspect of things and so um yeah it's it's really easy to date people post relationship because it makes you feel a little less alone I mean look at the theme song for this fucking podcast <laughs> but um it's not easy to then say I'm going to commit myself to another person and put my trust in that person and risk everything again to a completely new person that I barely know. Everyone is emotionally damaged. Nobody is this person that's just like, no, I have no baggage. I have no people that I was once in love with that I'm now not talking to anymore. You know, that doesn't happen. Everyone has someone like that. And it takes different people, different amounts of times to say, I can then take what I've experienced and move on and find someone else to love. It's just, and then you just have to meet the right person. Um, so that brings me to two recent dates and I'm going to do the one, I'm going to do the update and then I'm going to do the one that kind of leads into the topic and then we'll touch on our feelings on the topic. So the first one is an update and the final, I should say, update on um, T-Guy. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> God, he's amazing. And he still doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can say that. Um, <laughs> T-Guy, who is incredible. As you all know, um, we've gone on three dates. One was the date where he spilled tea all over himself, which is how he got the name. The second one, which was when he came over and everything was canceled because of a really bad snowstorm. So him and me and my cousin Lydia all just hung out and she took a bunch of photos of him and because none of his photos on his Tinder were good and um, he's really beautiful, but none of his photos showed that. And then the third date was on his birthday when... Um, which was really cute. Anyway, and you all remember all those, but that just to recap, this last date was, um, what's the date right now? It's the 17th. It was, um, not this last Saturday, but the Saturday before. So like sometime in the sixth or the seventh or whatever, I can't do math, but around then. Um, it was a Saturday. I only ever saw him on Saturdays, I think, except for the one time on his birthday. But for the most part, it was Saturdays. I actually told him, I was like, I don't think you exist any other day of the week. Any Every other day of the week, you're back in the lab, and then you come out on Saturdays to stalk the <laughs> earth. Um, he came over, and we 
went out to dinner. We went to the Chinese buffet in the neighboring town. It's my favorite one. They have really good sushi. Um, the one where we went on my birthday that one time. Um, I don't know if you were even there. Anyway, um, we went out to dinner and it was really nice. Uh, I, I just, I don't know how to talk about the date itself because it was so nice and it was so meaningful to me. And I can't relate every single thing that happened because there were so many inside jokes that we got just from the four dates together that it would be redundant to try and explain all of them. But it was a lot of just like really cute conversation, really meaningful stuff. It was like being in a relationship with this person that I pretty much barely knew. I mean, we'd gone on three dates, but, and we'd talked, we'd texted, but at the end of the day, how much do you really know about a person? I mean, I was with my ex-fiance for two years and found out all of this shit after we stopped talking that, you know, how, how would I have ever known that had I not met other people that told me, you know, like, like Matt Vey, who told me all of this stuff that I didn't know that he was doing. Anyway, and then all of that's up for grabs too. But as far as like knowing him for what I know of him, it was really wonderful. It was really sweet. After dinner, I was like, well, you know, are you going to go home or do you want to come over? We could go on a walk. I don't know what you want to do. And he ended up coming over to my room and I was like, I'm going to leave all of the lights off. You have to stumble through the dark. My room's a mess. If you trip on things, you trip on things. I don't want you to see my room. Oh my God. So he stumbled through the dark and found my bed. And then we sat on my bed and then eventually I turned the lights on and I was like, just don't look at any part of the room. And he was like, okay. And he looked at me instead. And, um, I played him music because I was like, you know, a big part of my life is that I'm a musician. I do all of this music. I do a lot of gigs. I, I, I feel like it's a main part of my life and I've never played for you. So let me play some songs for you. And then I played autopilot, which, um, listeners might not have heard i i don't know who has but it's it's like a five and a half minute song and it's probably my favorite song that i've ever written and um it's a really good song and he uh he was he really liked it and then we cuddled for like two hours and it was really nice because we hadn't up until that point except for like in his car for like 20 minutes cuddled so this was like laying down next to each other cuddling talking about the world talking about like the future um it was really sweet because we got to like discuss like you know I was like I don't want kids and he was like I think you'd be a great dad and I was like it doesn't matter if I would because I'll never have kids because I think that it's ethically and morally irresponsible to bring a child into this world that didn't ask to be born in the first place and he was like well <laughs> You could always adopt uh, someone that's already stuck living. And I was like, you're right. I mean, that's totally a thing. I wouldn't want to have my own kids because, like I said, it's it's not okay in my mind to be like, yeah, I'm totally going to have a kid. And then you you bring someone into this world and they're like, well, they didn't ask. They didn't get they didn't choose that. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. And it's not like you can ask an undead, an unborn child, you know, do you want to be born? But at the same time, I think that it's it's irresponsible to say I'm ready to give the best life possible to someone 
no matter who you are, no matter how well off you are, or how loving you are, I think that it's irresponsible to say, I will give the best parenting to this child. And then you have the child and then you don't even know if they're going to click. It's like finding a therapist. If you go to a therapist and then you're hanging out with this therapist and you're like, oh, wait, this actually isn't beneficial for me because you're not giving me the help that I need. What if you have a child like that? And then it's irresponsible because you're like, well, I can't give the child up for adoption because then I look like a bad person. But in reality, anyway, you get what I'm trying to say. I don't think that people should have children. I don't think children should exist. We should just adopt the kids that we have. Um, anyway, um, after we cuddled for like two hours, it was really wonderful. We, you know, we made out, we cuddled. It was just, it was everything that I needed. Um, I remember it fondly. I talked to him and we just kind of like looked at each other and I was like, you know, you're beautiful. And he was like, what? And I was like, you're absolutely beautiful. You're one of the most gorgeous people I've ever met. And I don't know if you know that. And that's what's bothering me about this is like, I like that. And I think that's why I'm attracted to you. But at the same time, I want you to go out into the world and realize that you have so much to give. And you're you're just such an incredible person. And I don't know if you realize this. And it's bothering me. And um, so I was like, you have to go out and you have to accomplish your dreams. And as much as I want to say, you know, let's be in a relationship because this is the fourth date. So it's the date where I would give you my varsity letter jacket and say, go to the go to the homecoming dance with me. Go to the town. Uh, go to the town shindig hullabaloo. But <laughs> we can't do that because you're moving to Florida like it's. We're at this impasse where this is the date that would mark the beginning of a relationship. And I would be ready for that where I wouldn't be ready for that with anyone else. I would be ready for that with you. But we can't have that. And because we can't have that, I need you to go out into the world and achieve your dreams and accomplish the things that you're setting out to do and be this person that you want to be. Because if you don't do that, then us not being together would be for nothing. And that's not okay in my book. And, um, and he was like, I think that you're an incredible person and you live your truth and you, you, you accomplish so much. And I hope that you never give up on that because you really have a voice that needs to be heard by people. And I just, I'm so in awe at the fact that you're just so okay with being yourself, even when there are people that are actively against you doing that. And it's really incredible for me to just like to hear about this and to watch you do what you do. And I want you to keep in touch with me and I want you to come visit me in Florida and I want you to, you know, to tell me people that you're dating. If you want to tell me that I want to stay in touch with you because I think that you have so much to give this life and I want to be a part of that in whatever way that I can be. And anyway, it was really sweet. We obviously really like each other and it is incredible and also incredibly sad. And, um, then I walked him to his car and we hugged and then we hugged again and then I started crying and I was like, nope, I'm not going to let you see me like this because it's mm -hmm. not it's not OK to um, let you see me like this. And so we uh, I was like, I'm going to go for real and I'm going to go and uh, I'll see you. I'll definitely see you again. I have to now. It's required. I've already booked the tickets and um, 
So then uh, he got in his car and, well, actually, no, he stood there and he watched me walk all the way to the porch and he just stood there and then he got into his car. I think he thought that I was going to come back, but I was crying and I was not going to let him see me like that. The last time that someone sees me, I don't want them. I don't want it. I don't want to be as vulnerable as I was when ever again, as I was when my ex-fiance left, because that was a whole thing. Um, because the last time that I saw him was at an airport because I drew, I drove him to the airport because he was going back to grad school. And, um, I was crying just like that, just like that. The same, it was the same feeling. And I was like, I'm not going to let someone see me this vulnerable again. So he left and then I was crying and I went up to my room and then I was laughing. And the reason that I was laughing is because it was so incredible. So, so incredible, Ariel, to be crying over someone that wasn't my ex-fiance. To have a feeling like that, to feel that kind of compassion and that kind of that kind of like for for someone that isn't someone that I spent two years with, but is someone I just knew for a few dates. And to just to just know that, that, that I can feel that way about another person, it just gave me so much hope for, like, regardless of if I ever end up with T-Guy, because who's to say it's been, you know, I've known him four dates, and now he's moving to Florida. It's really not a realistic thing, because I don't plan on ever moving to the South. But it's so wonderful to know that there are other people that can make me feel like that out there. Oh yeah, definitely. That makes so much sense. Um, and so to lead, so that's the end of that for now. If I ever go down to Florida to visit him, I will let you know. Um, I plan to, I just don't know if I ever will. So, uh, so that's the end of T guy for now. And then, okay. So this will lead into the topic really well. The second date that I went on, which leads into the topic is I went on a date with this guy who specifically told me not to talk about him on the podcast and the only (laughs) so we went on a date very sweet person I'm gonna just be very general about it so uh, because that's what I told him I was like I I mean I don't mention names anyway and I don't really mention like characteristic features that could give you away but I'll do even more to make sure that nobody knows that it's you so um, we went on this date, we went out to eat, we went to a really cute place where you can get like, they make, they hand make sandwiches and salads and soups. Like it's not like a deli, but like, just like all like organic and like really vegetarian. And like, it was super cool. So we went to this place. I had a, um, he did not buy the food and I was like, okay, so it's not a date. And then he was like, but I want it to be a date. And then he offered me, he had bought two drinks and then he gave me one of them. And I was like, okay, so I guess it was a date. Um, so, but I didn't, I didn't want it to be. Cause I was just like, let's hang out. We had matched that day on Tinder. And I was like, oh, I work in that general area. And he was like, oh, okay. And then both of us pretty much at the same time, we we're like, well, what are you doing later? Cause I, w- I ended up being free that night. And, um, he was free too. So we met up and so we went out to dinner. It was really good food. And then, um, he was like, well, what do you want to do now after we ate? Uh, But, oh, sorry. But while we were eating, I talked about my ex-fiance. I talked about the fact that people I think are miserable in relationships because they give up on their dreams. And they stick in one place for somebody else rather than following their dreams if their dreams are leading them someplace else. You know what I'm trying to say? 
And so I think that that is a big point of contention in the causing of ends of relationships. I also think that having kids is irresponsible if you have a dream that you're trying to follow because a lot of the times, and I mean, people are born to be parents sometimes, but other times people have kids and then use their kids as the excuse for why they didn't accomplish their own dreams, even though the reason that they didn't accomplish their dreams was because they were difficult and more difficult than the person thought. And rather than work toward their happiness, they decided to have kids and and blame it on their kids. It has happened in my immediate family. It has happened all around the world, and it continues to happen. I think that people shouldn't have kids, and, and that they are born to be parents, and that they're not going to use their kids as the excuse to why they couldn't follow their own dreams. To each their own, that is not to say that people that have kids on accident and then choose to keep the kid, that's wonderful, and I'm proud of you, and that's really strong. I'm talking about people that are choosing to have kids that that I just disagree with morally, once again. Um, but who am I to talk about that, I guess? Because um, I never want to have kids. So I was telling him all of that, and I was telling him about, like, you know, I've, I go on dates for the podcast. I was telling him that I go on, you know, that I just got out of that serious uh, relationship slash engagement and that I'm, you know, I don't want anything serious because I don't plan on being in this area forever. I want to move away, and because I want to move away, I think that it's morally irresponsible to get into a relationship with someone that might end up staying in the area. And he was like, yeah, I totally agree with all of these points. I am totally on board with what you're saying. I We can just casually date. And I was like, great. Casually dating is what I'm good at. And I was like, I'll date you. I'll talk about you on the podcast. I'm not going to end up like falling for you. We're never going to be in a relationship. Anyway, we... uh. We ended up walking around an abandoned strip mall, which was a lot of fun because I was like, I, lo I love dead malls. I love dead malls. I love dead strip malls because you get to look into these abandoned rooms or these abandoned malls and just be like, what used to be here? Can you imagine when this place was like blossoming, when this place had stuff in it? You know what I mean? Really cool to just like look into the past. Um... Then we went back to his place and we just kind of like chilled and listened to music and we like showed each other songs and bands that we thought the other one would like. And then um, we uh, I played him some music on my guitar and that's the that's the that's the that's the the clit the the the, the cinch the clincher the clincher, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The what uh, is <laughs> the clincher? I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? I gotcha is I play music, and I told him this. I was like, I'm probably not going to play you music on my guitar because it seems to have this weird effect on people where they end up liking me more than they should just based on the songs that I write. And it's not to say that I'm good at songwriting because I'm pretty humble about that. I think that I'm good, but that's not to say that you'll think I'm good or that any of you listeners will think I'm good. It's just that I think that I'm good, and I'm allowed to do that because that's how I, you know, that's how I can motivate myself to keep working as a songwriter. But also, it just seems to have this weird effect where every time that I'm dating someone and then I play music for them live, they think that I'm serenading them and that all of the songs that I've written are about them. And then they assume that I am in love with them. And that's not the case. And none of these songs are about you. And I don't want to ever date you in a relationship. And he was like, I got it. And so, like, I, I said all of those things, Ariel. I was very clear on that. <laughs> Good. 
And so we go back to his place and we're listening to music. And he's like, will you please play me something? And the reason that he said that was he put on someone and I was like, and it's kind of a local artist. And I was like, oh, I know this person. And he was like, oh, how do you know them? And I was like, oh, well, you know, I know them through this person. And that person ended up being our mutual friend, um, who you also know. And I'm just trying to be very general on this. So. Okay. So anyway. So he was like, wow, that's so cool that you also know this musician and that we have all of these mutual friends. And I was like, I guess it's Wait. it's pretty cool. Wait, did you mention me? Did you talk about me on your date? Yeah. Okay. I always talk about you on my dates. Oh, I had to. Yeah, it's required. <laughs> oh, I mentioned the podcast, too. So, of course, I talked about you. <laughs> yeah, I briefly said the words podcast like once or twice and then i had to be like Whoop, don't tell him because i'm definitely going to talk about this oh, anyway i keep going i just tell them on the date i'm like oh hey welcome to the date i'm definitely going to talk about you on a podcast that tens of people listen to it depends on i guess the person or how the date's going for me but for this one i was like i really don't want to talk about it because i know i'm going to be like you know yeah yeah that's why anyway. I didn't want T-Guy to listen to the podcast ever, and he hasn't. <laughs> Keep going. Because I didn't want him to know how I feel, but now I know that he feels the same way, so whatever. Anyway, we were laying in bed, and or, you know, not laying in bed, but I, he didn't have anywhere else to sit. So I was sitting on his bed, and he was laying in bed. So we were listening to music. He put on the local artist that I knew, and et cetera. He was so freaked out that I knew that person, and... um. I was like, yeah, that person's really hot because they are. And um, then um, moving forward, he was like, will you please play something for me? And that's not his voice, but that's the <laughs> voice I'm giving him. <laughs> he actually had a pretty nice voice, but I'm going to give him that. So I was like, he was like, will you please play something for me? And I was like, OK, fine. But just know I didn't write any of these songs about you. How could I have? I'm not making them up on the spot. So then I played autopilot and I played a few others because I really love autopilot. Like I said, and, um, oop, sorry. I dropped the speaker and he was like, wow, your songs are so good. And you're going to be on Spotify. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, and you're going to be, you're going to be on iTunes. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, and you're going to have physical CDs. And I was like, yeah, all of the above. I'm going to be literally everywhere. This is also just a plug that I'm going to be literally everywhere. Look me up, Travis Love Benson. And um, May 1st. And he was like, wow, that's so cool. And then um, I still didn't kiss him. And then I was like, okay, I guess I should leave. And so I left. And then we walked to the car. And then we kissed because that's, that's an appropriate time. And it was a really, really good kiss. Like, very good. Like, to the point where I was like, huh. That was actually, like, a, it was just, like, it was, like, a, it was better than, like, T-Guy was excellent at kissing. I'm not saying, it wasn't better than that, but of, like, of first date kisses that I've had, it was definitely up there with being a really good one. Anywho, um, I, it was actually so good that I got in my car and I was like, man, I should text him to come back outside and make out with me again, because that was good. <laughs> um... So I leave and I go home and it took me forever to get home because of like where he lived was close to where I work, but it was also like not close to the highway that brought me back home. So it took me a lot longer to get home, which sucked. Um, and that's probably also why I'll never go there again. But 
it was nice. And so I get home and he texts me and he's like, I had a really nice time. And I'm like, I had a really nice time too. I'd love to see you again. You know, let's casually hang out. And he was like, yeah. And then the next day he messaged me nonstop. And I was like, listen, like, it's cool. We can talk. I love talking to people, but I am not one of those people that messages people nonstop. I do it with my friends sometimes, but for the most part, there's like five to six people that I keep in constant contact with. And also, and that's about it. And he was like, okay, I'll message you a little less. And I was like, you don't have to message me less. Just know that I'm not going to answer that quickly. And he was like, gotcha. So that, that worked out well because, uh, when I did message him, he'd message me back and that was fine. And that was a good, it was a good thing to say. But then, then the next day happened and he messaged me and he was like, and you know, he, I don't know if he'll end up listening to this episode or not, but he was like, Hey, I want to come to insert name of hometown here and see what <laughs> it's like to, uh, live there. You know, I want to, I want to just see how you live. It would be really cool for me. Something along those lines. And I, wait, 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 wait. He just wanted to see how you live. He's not thinking about moving there. No, he's not thinking about moving here. It's just creepy. He was just like, I want to just, you know, I want to see how you, you know, where you grew up. I want to wear your skin and pretend I'm you. I want to see what it's like. No. Yeah. Like, I want to see where you grew up and stuff. And I was like, okay. I mean, I'm not really that interested in that. So, I mean, I thought that. So after you've been with somebody for a minute, I feel like I I would be a little bit concerned if that was like your second date being uh like, I want to see what it's like. On Tinder, he had messaged me, and he was like, where do you live? And I was like, oh, I live here. And he was like, oh, that's a nice, easy train ride, because it is. And I was like, okay, I don't think much of that, because you're not going to be visiting me for a while. So I didn't even, like, I didn't even address it. So for him to be like, I want to come there, I, you know, I pretty much... And he doesn't have a car, so he would have taken the train. But, um... I immediately, and that didn't affect me at all because I have a car. So I was like, whatever, you know, it's easier for me actually that you don't have a car because it means you're not going to stalk me. Um, that was my thoughts on it. So I was like, listen, I, you know, I want to casually hang out with you and I don't mind if you come to, but I feel like just based on your messages, you're a little more interested in me than I want you to be because like I told you, I'm emotionally unavailable. I was very clear about this. I was very open and honest. I'm open and honest with everyone I go on a date with because I just feel like that's the way that you need to be. And I was very honest when I told you I was emotionally unavailable. I don't want to get into a relationship and I don't want to be seriously dating anyone right now. And it sounds like because you want to come to, you know, you want to come here that and just based on the way that you wrote it, that you're a little more interested than I want you to be. And I just want to be very clear that we can casually date. Sure, I would love that. I want to see you again. I think you're a lot of fun to hang out with. I do not want to seriously date you. And so I said all of that and he was like, okay, don't talk about me on your podcast. And I was like, I'm going to talk about you on my podcast. Like it's, you can't, it's, I'm not using your name. I'm not using any defining features about you. You can't sue me over it. So what are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? So I was like, I'll be very general about it. I won't say where you live. I won't say anything about you, but I'm not going to not talk about you on this podcast that talks about dating especially when the topic of the day today, everyone, almost an hour in, is friendship as an adult. 
and how even being honest with people that you go on dates with, because like, I want, this is a really good segue. I want, I want guys or even like non-gender specific masculine people that are queer that may or may not have a crush on me. I want to just be friends with them. I would like friends that are men that aren't straight. It would be so great. Like, I have a couple straight guy friends. I have a couple, um, I have a couple transgender friends. I, I have a lot of queer friends and I have a lot of women friends, but I don't have a lot of very specifically gay guys that may or may not be interested in me sexually friends. And the only reason that I want them is because I feel like I'm missing out on, like, having a gay friend. And I know that that's not different than having a regular friend, but I really don't have, like, a ton of, like, guy friends to just, like, open my Facebook and be like, hey, do you want to hang out? Because most of the time, if I make a friend that is a guy that is queer or even questioning, they end up being interested in me. And if something happens, even if we kiss, even if we, like, hold hands, it then becomes something different. It doesn't become a friendship anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if we, even if it doesn't go anywhere, for the rest of the time that I know that person, it, it becomes something different than what it is. Than just a friendship. I want a friendship where, like, there's no, like, there's a friendship chemistry, but there's no, like, thought process of, oh, they might have sex one day. I don't want that. And it's so hard to make friends as an adult and it might be hard for you to make friends with guys as an, as an adult I don't know but um but for me it's really hard to make friends with guys because I've only I like I have like god what do I have six best friends and none of them are men so you know what I mean like it's it's yeah. it's really crazy for me that I don't have anyone that I'm close to that like I can relate to on a bro dude level because even though, you know, I'm non-gender specific, I use they, them pronouns, even though I, you know, I feel feminine a lot of the time, I lotion, I'm lotioning my naked body right now after a shower, you know, like men don't really do that, but I also like sports and I do like, you know, I like chilling out. I really loved being in that relationship with my ex for two years because I got a lot of the guy stuff. I got to do that. You know what I mean? I got to be a disgusting man sometimes and it was really nice and I don't have friends to do that with. I gotcha. Because when I'm around that, my lady point. friends, I just, I, I act differently. This isn't the same thing, but... I really want more female friends. Like, and I know this is this is probably going to sound bad, but, like, I have one female friend, like, you know, my friend I met on the train, and she's great, and I love hanging out with her because we do girl things, uh -huh. you know? And like you said, it's, like, not like you can't do it with other people. Like, obviously, if I wanted to get a pedicure, I feel like you would go with me, you know? But it's, like there's something about having like, a female friend and I do have a lot of guy friends who are gay, you know? So like, I have a lot of like gay friends Yeah, and it's great. But then it's also like, for example, like I was talking to Davion yesterday and he was talking about different summer stuff that we could do. And it's all only gay bars that he wants to go to. Yeah. Literally only gay bars. 
And it's like you, you know, like I hang out with you and you want to go to gay bars. And it's like all of my gay friends, they want to go to gay bars because they feel safer at gay bars. And also because like, like you've said it to me before, where I wanted to go to a straight bar and you're like, no one's going to hit on me there. And I'm like, no one's going to hit on me there, like at your place. So it's like not like that's the most important thing in the world or anything and obviously when i go to gay bars i still have fun but it's also nice to have female friends who want to go to you know just like like not necessarily you know like straight bars but just like bars that aren't gay bars and possibly you know flirt with dudes and like you know do stuff like that because that's fun sometimes you know and like um guys aren't gonna approach me in a bar when i'm with a bunch of guys even if they're gay you know so there's just that one removed aspect that i'm probably not gonna get hit on at all and nobody's gonna buy me a drink but it's also just like fun because there's like a bigger scope of places that i can go because gay bars aren't my place they're not made for me you know i'm like not walking in like an asshole having like a bachelorette party at one or anything but it's still not my space you know i'm the i'm the you know intruder in the space so it's cool for me to have like a female friend who i can just go anywhere with and she understands you know certain like female things and it's just cool to have a female friend but i only have the one and it's actually this is a good segue for something that i wrote down it's like I have, like, like I have, a, like, there's one girl at work who I think is really cool, and I would actually really love to hang out with her. But I'm like, how do you, how do you make a friend? <laughs> so, like, like, for me, um, living, you know, like, so many people make friends at, like, work. And it's so awkward because you never know if somebody likes you so much as a work friend or if they would actually want to hang out with you in person. Yeah. And then if you don't like if somebody if you like a work friend and they ask you to hang out and they're like a work friend, it's so awkward because you're like, oh, no, now they now they want to be like outside friends. And that's not what this is. And it's like you're nervous asking them if they want to hang out. And it's almost like asking somebody on a fucking date, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, oh, no, I misinterpreted this. They don't really want to be friends. They just want to be work friends. And it's like you can kind of casually be like, I would like to hang out with you. And then if they're like, yeah, sure, we'll do that someday. You're like, okay, (laughs) I get it. I'm not going to push it, you know? Absolutely. And it's like. It's so awkward because I've literally like tried to poke toward hanging out with uh, one person at work and they're not soup, you know, and it hasn't happened and I don't want to keep bothering them, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, no friend. And it's like, I've hung out with like, um, Davion I met at work, you know? Um, so that's great. That was a successful work friend thing. And then we just got a new guy at work who it, the first day we worked together, he was like, you want to go out for a drink? And I was like, like no I didn't because I was tired but I was like I'm gonna because you know friend you know but he's also super gay probably the gayest friend that I have now so I'm like yeah oh my god because most of my most of my gay friends you know they're not like running you know like super super flamboyant I guess he is so I'm like all right cool but yeah, so, 
Yeah, it is that awkward thing, though, when you're like, you decided you want certain types of friends, and then you're like trying to find them. And it's that awkward, like, you know, it just feels weird to pursue people as friends. Absolutely. No, it really does. It's so strange. Yeah. Because then it's also like, how do people meet people? It's true. God, it's just like, it's a random crapshoot of like, oh, I met this person and then we're friends. Or I met this person through a friend, but I'm not actually friends with the person we met through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then there's also that trying to like, like, okay, like I, I've talked about it before where like um, me and Anel went to the board game meetup thing. Yeah. Right? I think I've talked about that on here. Yeah, so, like, we hung out with them, and we went out for drinks twice with them, and they were really great, and I would really like to see them again, but I haven't seen them since we all got drinks that last time. Like, that was a really, that was a while ago. I haven't seen them since, and it's, like, that awkward thing, too, with, like, when you're an adult, and you're working, and you're trying to take care of stuff, there's no time to see everybody consistently enough. So then you fall into those things when you're trying to make new friends or, like, establish new connections with people. Um, do I want to, like, okay, I had two days off. Do I want to spend it with somebody that I already know and am close with and have fun with? Do I want to, you know, hang out with somebody that I haven't really hung out with before to try to establish to get us to that point? Or do I want to, like, you know, go on a date with somebody like you have to budget your time. Like I had um, somebody reached out to me who she is really, really cool. And we've um, worked together on sets before and she's amazing. And I really want to be her friend. And she reached out to me to be like, let's hang out. And it was like she wanted to hang out. Like she gave me like two dates that she was free. And I'm like, I would really like to hang out with her. But then it's also like, I have Anel messaging me being like, I haven't seen you in weeks. Let's catch up. We have to get drinks. And I'm like, I really want to see her because I hadn't seen her in weeks. And she's like, you know, my best friend's here. So I'm like, do I hang out with the new person or do I hang out with the friend that I have? Or, you know, and then I'm also trying to figure out like, you know, if I'm going to go on another date with this, with that other person, like do some one of those days can be a date one of those days can be hanging out with somebody and you know and then i had a dating show girl invited me over this weekend to um to go to like girls night bad movie night and i'm like that also sounds, that sounds fun, fun but you know like there's stuff going on but then it's like who do you choose to spend your time with and so it's almost like you have to like pick you know so it's so hard to like establish new connections and also keep the other connections strong like the older ones. Yes. It's all very complicated because then you also have to work in the middle of it and you have to take care of other things, you know? It's very difficult. I don't know how people have like big groups of friends. Yeah, when there's like a group of like 12 people that always hang out or something. Like, is that real or is that just like a TV thing? I'm so jealous of that from TV. I mean, but like... A lot of it is just circumstantial. Like, for instance, I mean, a, a really just incredible example is the Golden Girls. They were all best friends with each other, but, um, spoiler alert for the Golden Girls, but it's like 50 years old now. Um, 
at the end of the series, Dorothy gets married and moves out and like they don't hang out again. You know what I mean? She moves on and has a life and goes because her husband ends up being super rich. They go on vacations and she goes and sees the world and she doesn't like she it's not that she doesn't love her friends, but she just doesn't have time because her life has made this drastic change. And a lot of people aren't ready for that kind of change. Like you make me sad like that, Travis. Like you moved to the city and we don't see we used to see each other every day. I don't see you often and it fucking sucks. But now we have this podcast and this is the way that we can keep in contact regardless of if people are listening to it. That's why we do it. And also yeah. just kind of as a diary for us to listen back to when we're older. And hopefully one day I do move to the city. But I'm also like, oh, I really want to move to the West Coast. And I don't know if that'll even happen. So I just know that I have to get out of where I am. But for that to happen, I have to save up a whole bunch of money. So I'm in the process of doing that. But then I have to, there's just so many things and life gets in the way. And you're like, oh, I have to spend all of this money to make more money. And it just being alive <laughs> fucking sucks. It's also yes. incredible. I love being alive, but it's it's really it's awful. And you know, I I used to cry about it when I was in high school and stuff because it's like what do you mean when you say like when older people say that you have these best friends that you haven't talked to in 20 years? Like my mom has friends that like she rarely sees and talks to on the phone like once every 5 years and it's like okay, I get that people get busy, but like that busy yeah, I had a, uh, I was talking to a woman the other day and she was telling me how, cause it was like, we were at, um, we were at a film festival and the producer had taken us out to dinner and it was really nice to see everybody from the uh, crew again. And the woman was, she had brought her daughter cause her daughter was in one of the scenes and she was talking about how, uh, like the next weekend was her, her girl's weekend. And I guess once a year her and all of these people that she's been like friends with for years, they go out for a week and they rent a, like they rent a house and they rent an Airbnb or something and they all hang out all weekend. And I was like, Oh my God, see that I love because they're friends and they probably don't get to see each other all the time because everyone's grown people with jobs and with families. But they make a one weekend a year that they all get to spend time together. And I'm like, I, I like that, you know, as long as that. you, yeah. Right. And I'm like, I love, I love when moms, you know, do stuff like that. Like my mom didn't really do stuff like that that often, but when she would go hang out with friends, I thought it was the best thing ever. I was like, I love that you're a mom and a wife and like doing all this stuff, but you're, you know, going and hanging out with your friends. Like, I think that's so important. And I think, and I love that. And like, um, like with me and you keeping in contact stuff, we do message on like Facebook and stuff and we do the podcast and this is amazing because this is a guaranteed way of us, you know, talking. And it's not like we have to message each other every day. There's been times where it's like, you know, days or like a week or something has gone by and we haven't really talked to each other, but there's nothing wrong with it. You know, and we will check in just to be like, I miss you. Like, no pressure that you have to talk to me. I just need you to know that I'm thinking about you, you know? Yes. But it's another weird thing. Like, and I feel like I brought this up when I moved to the city, how many friends I thought that I was close with that I lost. Really? And it's like, yeah. I mean, you know about, um, like, we can believe this, but. Oh, yeah. That was so upsetting to me. And, like, I know it sounds stupid, and I said it to people, and they were like, 
oh, well, you guys weren't that close or something. But to me, we were really close. I thought you to two me, were, were close. I thought we were close. And, like, you know, like, my mom made a comment about it and stuff like that because she was kind of, like, sucky and, like, she would flake out on, on plans and, stuff, you know, stuff like that. But we had, like, sleepovers. We would, like, do a lot of things together. We did a lot of jobs together. Like, I I definitely counted her as one of my best friends. I thought we were, like, very, very close. We talked about our, our dreams and what we wanted in the future and all kinds of stuff. And then I moved to the city, and she just completely doesn't talk to me anymore. And we don't talk. She's never made any attempt to come visit me, and she comes to the city. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you go, like, a few years thinking that somebody is, like, one of your best friends. And then the second you're out of, you know, it's, like, out of sight, out of mind. And then there were, I don't know, that happened to me with, like, a a couple people upstate, you know? Like, I thought that we were, I counted them as, like, a, a good friend. And then the second that I leave, they're gone. And it's easy to still, to stay friends with people, even if they're not around. I do it with you. I do it with Cassie. Cassie texts me pretty much every day. You yeah. know, like if I don't hear from her for a day or two, we're like, what the fuck? Where have you been? You know, like, are you okay? Like, um, I, I, um, talk to Cassie a lot about like, you know, I'm, I get depressed and I have stuff like that. And like, she understands that. So we still have that, you know, I, I can lean on her for certain things, and I talk to you all the time, and we talk about stuff like that. We, you know, but like, it's not hard to text somebody or to like, if you have, I don't like phone calls, but you know, I do phone calls sometimes, but it's not the hardest thing in the world to stay in some sort of contact. But like, it, so it was very shocking for me that it's already not the easiest thing to make friends. Like, I talk to people and people like me, and I seem like, like that I would have friends and stuff. But then it's also kind of awkward to be like, do you want to be my friend? So it sucks when you think that you have them and then to find out that they weren't valuing your friendship at all. Because the second you're gone, you're gone. And it's funny too, because I have, um, I've mentioned before my one, well, the one that I was, when we were drunk and I was like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) My, my friend, um, my friend at work, Nick, he, he's going away for six weeks and he's, he's going to be in this play. It's going to be really cool. He's, um, I don't remember what the play is called, but he's basically like that one that Daniel Radcliffe was in where he was naked. He's doing that. Nice. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, he's, He's like, you know, very open and he's very nervous that when he comes back, we're not going to be friends. And like, he's, he said it to me before because I joked around. I was like, I don't have to talk to you. You're leaving, you know? And he was like, seriously, he's like, don't joke around about that because I'm actually really worried about it. And he Uh, was like, you know, like once you leave and people don't, people forget about you and people don't want to, you're not friends anymore. And I was like, that's real, you know, like he's like, I'm coming back, but I'm afraid it's going to be, you know, it's like a month and a half that he's not there. So he's like concerned that when he comes back, he's not going to have his friends anymore. And I'm like, it's so it's just such a sad reality of life that that's an actual concern. You know, that happens. People forget about you. It's really strange. Yeah. 
It's like so weird because, and it's like worse to me than like relationship things because it's like you have the person who's just like your only person, and then they, you know, they when they leave you, it's it's like whatever. They didn't want to be my, you know, they didn't want me to be the only person. But when it's a friend, you're allowed to have so many of them. So to just completely like if you're texting me that you miss me and you're texting like Gwen, I'm my feelings aren't hurt that you miss both of us. You know, yeah, you don't only there's not only one. You have lots of friends, so there's no reason to just stop being, you know what I mean? I don't know. But it's just hard. There's just so much to think about when you're like... Yeah, it really sucks. (laughs) And, um... Yeah. No, and I, I... Yeah, I completely agree. It's, It's really shitty when people just, like, drop you out of their lives. Though, um... Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, it just, it, the sound before sounded like you just cut out, and I wanted to make sure you were still there. Um, oh, yeah. I will say, though, that on the front of, like, you know, yeah, it sucks when, like, it, it, it sucks when a friend is, like, just drops you like that, especially because you can have so many, and, uh, but on the same wavelength, just because it's a dating thing, I want to mention that, like, I was best friends with my ex for like two years before we got into a relationship for the other two years and to not have that presence in my life you know going forward for the rest of my life Ariel I don't ever want to talk to him again and um to know that like I don't have that person there it's really strange and like the fact that people choose like, regardless of the fact that we were in a relationship, the fact that people choose to drop people out of their lives, whether or not they were ever in a relationship, and just say, you know what, I'm going to ghost to this person, or this person wronged me in some way, even though they might not have, it might not be as bad, or you might not know what you did, and then they just think that they're justified in that, and then they just, like, you just stop talking to you, and it's really strange to me that people can have that kind of perception that, like... I've done that, though. Like, me and Cassie have stopped being friends so many times. I mean, our friendship started... We never liked each other, you know? Um, We, years, did not like each other. But when we became best friends, we were, like, you know, best friends. And it's... um, We stopped being... But, like, it really... Because there's that certain point, too, where you're, like, sometimes you do need to drop people because if they're being toxic or they're just, you know, not being good friends, there's no reason to force yourself to be friends with somebody. That's true. I'm more concerned with, like, when you're just... I'm not around, so you can't talk to me anymore. It doesn't make sense. Like, and it's funny because I was actually wrote this for some reason in my notes that it's time for me to reread this book because there's this book not me before you that I love and it makes me sob. And that's why me and Cassie are friends again, because we hadn't been friends for like a year. And then she messaged me out of the blue. And this is why we keep being friends again. She messaged me out of the blue and she's like, look, I know that we haven't been friends for like a year. And I know and she's like, and I don't know if you still like hate me or whatever, but I just read this book and it's so fucking good. And I know that you that you would like it. And I just need to give you this book recommendation. Like, you don't have to answer me. And I looked at the book and I was like, that looks fucking amazing. And then I read it and I cried and we, like, talked about it. And our whole friendship started up again because of this book. But I'm like, it's not hard to just, you know, be like, hey, you know, like, just to reach out again and be like, look, 
I, you were an important presence in my life and I don't, and I know that we're not friends anymore, but I don't want to let it go, you know, for something like that, where it was like a fight. Yeah. Like we stopped being friends. We always like reach back out to each other. Cause it's like, you know, we're gonna, we're going to be friends again at some point. And I appreciate things like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have to move on to closing statements or whatever we do at the end now. So, uh, what do you, uh, anything you want to recommend? Anything quick? Um, recommending? No, not really. I haven't watched anything. I've been binging catfish and wasting my life in brain cells. Oof. So I, ha- oh my God, I, my favorite thing to do is Tinder while I'm watching catfish. Wow. And think about how if I get catfished, I can finally meet Max. <laughs> it's basically what I do. But, yeah, no. Okay. I recommend everyone go pre-order my album, HaHaTravisLoveBenson.com. <laughs> and um, <laughs> also, I caught up with Bob's Burgers, and this season has been really good. So I recommend that. I just remembered there was a new el- um, episode that just came out. Yes, like literally but yesterday yeah but i was like five behind so i binged all of them and they're very good yeah they really are that show keeps getting better um okay so uh we have a bunch of stuff on the internet we because we are cuter there uh twitter is at ilcoti podcast our instagram is i look cuter on the internet we have a private facebook group please join it um, don't let Kaneta Chest be the only person in it. We have a Facebook still in it? <laughs> I don't know. We have a Facebook page. We have a uh we have our own profiles. Don't don't add us. Uh just uh, just <laughs> join the group. Um send us your dating stories to I look cuter on the internet at gmail.com. And Next week, because we will be back on a regular schedule this week, you know, you're listening to this now, you know that, so we're going to continue that trend. Next week, we will be talking about something else, so I don't know what, I don't I don't know why I even brought that up, but I'm just doing my closing <laughs> statements of the podcast, so please look out for that, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, my album's coming out, so I'll probably put a different song at the end in the credits again you're gonna you're basically gonna hear the whole album just kidding it's only this week and last week and maybe next week and then the album's out so it's gonna be great please give it a listen on spotify also uh when it comes out on the first also speaking of itunes which i didn't mention go rate us on itunes give us five stars give us a really glowing review tired of listening to me talk absolutely that's something that's so important like I know a lot of people who listen to this don't listen to it on iTunes. They listen to it on like um, SoundCloud or like some of the other stuff. But if you have access to iTunes, please rate us, please review us, and also steal all of your iPhone user friends' phones and make them rate and review us, which is what I was doing at first. So please, because people are never going to find us if we don't have any ratings. It's true. Like, yeah, nine five-star ratings is great, but 50 would be better. So please uh, help us out because we do want people to listen to this even though we're doing it for us. And so I'm Travis Love. I'm Ariel Apathetic. And we will 
date you eventually. Next. Yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, send us money so we can get drunk together. Okay, bye. My friend told me recently that I was normal. How I want to be normal. Then he said, oh me, I wasn't listening. You're not normal. How I want to be normal. I took it as such a compliment I said, wow, my friend That is really a 10 as far as you go You don't give compliments very often Then he said to me I wasn't listening, I'm sorry My brain's on autopilot My head is in the clouds I wasn't listening I'm sorry to tell you that My brain's on autopilot And this plane can't fly itself But I will make it fly itself This plane can't fly itself But I'm on autopilot I have 400 stuffed animals in my room and in my car. It's true how I want to be normal. I got them when I was working at an arcade. I thought that it would be really great to save them from the trash. Sell them for cash. On eBay, how I want to be normal, how I want to be normal, then I realized nobody wants Hotel Transylvania dolls, and then I got stuck with 46 Walking Dead zombies, and I still have them. I wanna be normal You weren't listening when I told you that Your brain's on autopilot at least 99% of the time I wanna be normal You weren't listening when I told you that Your brain's on autopilot And this plane can't fly itself But I will make it fly itself This plane can't fly itself But I'm on autopilot This plane will fly itself on autopilot This car will drive itself on autopilot This brain will run itself on autopilot This song will sing itself on autopilot Sing along! This plane will fly itself on autopilot This car will drive itself on autopilot This brain will run itself on autopilot
this song will sing itself on autopilot. This plane will fly itself on autopilot. This car will drive itself on autopilot. This brain will run itself on autopilot. This song will sing itself on autopilot. This plane will fly itself on autopilot. This car will drive itself on autopilot. This brain will run itself on autopilot. This song will sing itself on autopilot. This plane will fly itself on autopilot. This car will drive itself on autopilot. This brain will run itself on autopilot. This song will sing itself on autopilot. This plane will fly itself on autopilot. This car will drive itself on autopilot. This brain will run itself on autopilot. This song will sing 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 itself on autopilot.